Cause I'm about that Just finding where my passion is and that like you know it, it's now or never you either do it now or it's never going to happen there's no guarantee that there is ever going to be tomorrow you know if you're going to go through life you might as well do something you love that impacts other people in a positive way this is a podcast all about business entrepreneurship making your passion your paycheck people who just want to take control and kick life square in the ass on this week's episode of the Now or Never podcast, we have Jeffrey Koturba. He is the cartoonist for the Omaha World Herald. He is an Omaha native who has lived abroad all over the world, has a major passion for travel, all things culture, from the arts, music. He is the embodiment of living out your dreams, making your passion your paycheck, and you can do big things from right here in the Midwest. Tell me about you. How did you get started? Like, what? what's the path? Like... Uh, yeah, well, started as uh, cartooning or just life, <laughs> cartooning, creativity. life, yeah, uh, everything. Yeah, I, I mean, I, uh, grew up, uh, in Omaha in South Omaha, uh, small working class neighborhood. And, but from an early age, for whatever reason, I knew that I wanted to do something with art Yeah, and I wasn't sure if it was cartooning or writing but something, something uh, creative, um, you know, and I, uh, so from the age of five or six, I, I uh, you know, knew in my heart that that was what I was called to do. So I, in that way, I've, I have felt very lucky that I, yeah. I knew that. Um, That's huge. Because most people spend most of their life trying to figure out what they're meant to do or what makes them happy. Right. Ironically, at age uh 58, which I am now, which is shocking to me. <laughs> it's funny when you go to, like when I go to cartooning, uh, I go to a lot of cartooning festivals and hang out with other cartoonists and um, no one ever seems their age and uh, in a good way. And so I, 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 I'm convinced that if you do something that you love and you are in, because and especially something like cartooning or playing music or whatever, you're maintaining that childlike, uh, you're, you're, connected to your inner child in yeah. a way. So I think it keeps you young. So when I meet other cartoonists, they're always much older than they look. So we, I, so I, I hope it's like, it's sort of like being an astronaut where you're like younger. Yeah. In, in, so I think being a cartoonist is, is sort of like being an astronaut on, on the earth. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I, well, I, I don't think, think this well, makes no sense <laughs> no, to it totally makes sense. But, but to me. Of, well, think of it this way though. I mean, you find something that you love and you're passionate about and that, that's the way that you make a living. Like you're around it all the time. And yeah. then most people, uh, I had a post up last week. I'd rather, I'd rather hustle 24 seven for something that I love than slave away to nine to five and only live oh. for the weekend. Cause that sucks. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Right. I, right. You know what I mean? And I, I think right. that keeps, me young. I mean, I, I was I was 28 working for another company. It was a great job. I got paid well. I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not complaining. I learned a lot, which right. was really cool. Right. I just knew it wasn't what I wanted to do. Right. And I was busting my ass for somebody mm -hmm. else. And I had six ulcers burst at 28. I'm on medications. I got blood no. and all sorts of stuff. And no. I was like, and I'm taking meds. They got me on like six different medications. I'm like, this is bullshit. No. This is not, this can't be how it mm -hmm. was. Made. This is not. You know, that's where like, well, you get your degree, you get a good job. Well, I got a good job, but God, it was going to yeah. kill me. And, you know, and honestly, that's what we had talked earlier, but that 08 housing crash and all the market crash, yeah. and I lost my ass on everything. I was like, well, shit, you know what, if, if, 
if I'm going to be broke, I might as well be broke and happy doing something that I love. And so let's just, let's just go for broke. And yeah, put me into a bankruptcy, which sucked, um, was horrible, but you know, I wouldn't take another, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it any other way, honestly, because it's made me much happier than I was before. I mean, yeah, I don't have the same, probably, I mean, everybody sees this big company and all these stores across all these states that I've done, Mm -hmm. but I'm an entrepreneur, which means everything I make has to go back in. Right. There is no trust fund behind it, which, but at the same point in time, I mean, I may not have as much of the financial luxuries as I probably previously could have, but I'm a hell of a lot happier and I can be with my kids and I get to do what I like. So there's a lot to be said for that though. Yep. You know, whatever that be, but especially with you, I think with the the arts, Mm -hmm. that definitely probably keeps just a different, just a different kind of lifestyle. just a different mentality around you. I would assume like I'm dealing with a lot of bankers and CPAs and lawyers Uh and I don't care how much you love your job. If you're around bankers, CPAs, and lawyers, I'm actually they'll suck a little bit of the life out of you. So <laughs> I'm assuming you're, you people you're around are probably a little bit more fun than that. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, and you don't, you know, people think, uh, <clears throat> so as we talked earlier, I, uh, I also went through it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, some issues in the, uh, during the housing crisis uh, when you line, the, line it up with uh, uh, a divorce and some other things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, it, it uh takes its toll, but it really, uh, for me, it was, it was sort of a, a reset. And, you know, it's funny because I was saying earlier that I, I knew from a young age that I wanted to be a cartoonist, but even at my age now, I still don't know what I, what the next steps are, what the next, next chapters are going to bring. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I assume I'll continue drawing cartoons, but there are like 40,000 other things that I, that I want to do and I'm excited about. And, uh, uh, and, and all those things take time. So, uh, maybe this is related to what you're talking about. Maybe not, but like the focus isn't so much on, believe me, I, I like having money and I want more, <laughs> but people, and people think, uh, if you work at a newspaper, you're not going to, I mean, this is not, this is not the, the, the golden road, the golden parachute. Right. Yeah. But I think that's true for anything in the, in the creative arts, like, or anything creative, like, it, you know, yes, you can make money at it. And I'm always looking for opportunities to figure, figure that out. But that can't be the end, obviously the end goal. It's like, you know, and as a, so I do a lot of creativity coaching and, um, uh, my son came to, came up with this term for me, creativity advocate, where, because I, I truly believe that everybody in some form is creative and yeah. it breaks my heart when people, uh, say, you know, at any age, Oh, I always wanted to play piano and I never, I never did it. Well, why let's talk about yeah. what that is. And like, I, okay, maybe you're not going to do this professionally, but well, what is your reason for doing it? Is it, is it just relaxing? Is it just getting you out of, I mean, there's a lot of ugly stuff going yeah. on in the world <laughs> and it's great to just have a creative project to dive into. Yeah. Anyway, I'm kind of off. Uh, but no, off but it's true. Actually, here, I, but I worked on starting to write a book uh, a couple of years ago, and it's it gets put on the shelf every once in a while. But I call it like a ten minutes of madness. And I just and I had, I had to do a speech for the nutrition company via a whole social thing a couple of years ago. And the guy said, "Well, what do you mean by that?" I said, "I think our day to day routines, even if you love what you do, mm-hmm. can still crush you. The people around you, the the, the the politics of your organization, what you're going to call it, I mean, all that all the crap that I have to deal with with." lines and credits and lawyers and all that kind of stuff could still crush my creativity. So I, 10 minutes of madness is taking 10 minutes a day in one or two different areas and focusing on and growing your, your mind, mm-hmm. whether that be writing a book, which I probably should make my 10 minutes doing that because that might actually make me money, um, playing an instrument, learning a different language. Yeah. So I'll spend 10 minutes on Rosetta Stone. I'll take 10 minutes with my guitar, trying to rehash what I learned when I was 20, mm-hmm. trying to pick up girls, 
this guitar player. I was like, yeah, let's do this. It'll be, hey, that was it had a purpose. Twenty year old Tim, that was made perfect sense. And right. So I got my guitar and I bought right. it and I got the thing. And so I was trying to take ten minutes a day just to do something. Right. That has nothing to do with my job or making right. money whatsoever. Right. Whether that be listening to something new, learning a new podcast, whatever, take ten minutes. Right. A day. I think people don't, don't even take ten minutes a day to learn something new. I mean, that's I had a, a somebody else. Where you see yourself an expert? I'm like, no, ever. Mm-hmm. I think once you consider yourself an expert in something, you quit learning. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing. You always need to be a student right. of something. Right. I mean, that's why like my grandfather is 87 years old. I think he's 87 this year. He's still a practicing physician in the state of Nebraska. Wow. And he goes, I goes why would I quit doing what I love? That's wonderful. And I, it's, well, it's hard for my uncles. They can never retire because their dad's still working. So, I mean, it's, it's funny, <laughs> but he's always learning new techniques. He's right. learning new things. And, and, right. it's, and it's funny that... I'm like, God, I mean, that's such a great role model for me to have. I mean, this is a guy right. who just loves what he does, but right. still learning. This guy, he has a library. And I'm like, you want to read all his books? He goes, I already did. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, when's the last time you read a book? I go, actually sat down and read one? Oh, God. That's embarrassing. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. I really just haven't taken time for stuff like that. So I think, you know, it's right that you need to keep the creativity going. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, there's so many distractions that we have yeah. in our daily, daily lives, but, uh, and I get that. I get that if you, you know, you've, you're raising kids and you've got yeah. to get kids to, uh, you know, uh, sporting events and all that. But, um, I have a, my sister is an entrepreneur. My son's an entrepreneur. Uh, I come from a family of people who think that way. And I see the, you know, they somehow figure it out. It's not easy. Oh, They've no. got kids. Yeah. They're, they're, going crazy, you know, not getting sleep, but what, you know, the, to me, like just going and with all due respect to people who, ha- who do it, but just going to a, a d- job, a dead end job every day at the same time and not, oh my God, that's, that's death. Well, I, like, I, I, it is. I, 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 I get And especially if you're not doing something for yourself. I mean, I get that, you know, yes, if you have to put bread on the table and you have to go do your, do your job, fine. But, but. And then what? Like, how are you spending your off hours? I, I was just talking to a friend of mine just before before this, uh, who was a creative, and um, he he uh, he's a, a playwright and a screenwriter. He makes films, and he's frustrated because he's trying to find the time in his day to do it and to, to work. And I, I said, well, because he doesn't want to take time away from his family in the evening. Oh, and sure. After his day job, so well, uh, get up an hour earlier. And, yeah. and that's, you know, and it's the monk's time. It's the safe time. Oh yeah. And you don't, you don't maybe feel as guilty because you're, everybody else is still sleeping. Okay. You're coming out of that dream state and, and you have, you don't have all the distractions of the day and you're yeah. giving your best self to your own work. Even if you just get in that 10 minutes or a half hour, you feel like, ah, I've accomplished something for myself. Oh, and yeah. even if the rest of the day goes to crap, yeah. I, I have that half hour under my belt for today. Yeah. Well, and, and that's what I, I, like I own two gyms and I own the, the 20 some nutrition stores. And so I'm, I'm constantly doing, I, I work like nonstop. My right. kids know my, I'm, I involve my kids in the business cause it's family business. But I told my wife, I'm like, listen, the day goes on then I feel guilty if I want to go work out actually. Like I, I really want to look like I own a gym. So if I say, <laughs> Hey, I own a gym, they're like, yeah, bullshit, bro. And so I'm like, but all of a sudden, you know, my six year old wants to go play ball. He wants yeah. to go play tennis. Yeah. He wants whatever. And I'm like, feel like a horrible, I'm like, no, dad's got to go do that. So I've been trying to get up at 5 a.m. to go do it. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. I am on caffeine motivation six out of seven days a week, but yeah. I got to get it in. I think energy breeds energy, and I, right. I get it out of the way. They're they're asleep. 
I mean, if, they, if he wants to give up at 5 a.m., oh, bull. It's never going to happen. Right, These kids go right. like an Energizer Bunny until they crash. Right, and, right. And, but you got you got to find time. And, and when you want it, especially when there's a side hustle for an entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. it's never going to come during the hours that are convenient, honestly. Sometimes for me, it's after 9 o'clock at night right. or it's prior to 7 a.m. That's mm-hmm. the only time I can fit it in, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, but you just got to find time do, to do it. Do so. you nap? I wish. I haven't had I'm a big believer in naps. I think our culture, the American culture, does not... Uh, appreciate the fine art of napping. Siesta. hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. And you know, like, um, even, a, but even like a five, a five minute, 10 minute cat nap. Yeah. Uh, my dad was always a big fan of, he, he did, he was a musician and an inventor and was always talking about how Thomas Edison was like constantly working, napping, working, napping. Yeah. And there's something about that. Like it just a quick, Five minute refresh. Oh yeah, no, I agree. I, yeah. It is, and the days I get to do it on a weekend, on occasion, I yeah. get like a good thirty minutes in. I am a whole new person. Yeah. I can't go to bed anymore at like ten o'clock or eleven o'clock. I'm up, so I get productive. Yeah. It's just yeah. trying to make it fit in and work. But it's also one of those. I think a lot of us, especially when we're busy, we're working, we have kids. It's right. like, I feel guilty. It's right. a guilty thing. And yeah, I, I know, know I need to take care of me, but I got six kids. And I get it. Good God. It's one of those, but like, you know, my <laughs> wife, same thing. We're both, we're, we're both hustlers is what we right. do. And, um, but that's we going back to the point, like, you know, people don't want to take time away from their family, make your family part of it. I want my kids to watch me making my passion, my paycheck. Right. I don't want them to ever get stuck in a dead end job that right. they hate just to work for the weekend, just to make the payments. Right. And I think it's a shitty way to live life. It's not yeah. how it was. Well, before, no. And that's, you know? and that's kind of what I, th- I was earlier when I you know, was thinking about that, that parent say, who says, oh, I, I've always wanted to learn a musical instrument, but I've got kids and whatever. well, then involve your kids, bring yeah. them into it. Well, she's you know, gonna, so my wife's going to start teaching fitness classes again at our gym. So she's mm-hmm. going to teach uh, Latin dance aerobics. Apparently, I got bullied. Latin, Latin yeah. dance aerobics. So to get people in the class, I apparently have to go to do the first one. Okay. I, this is not going to be good. The only time I dance is when <laughs> is I this drink. Be on, or, yeah, they're going to they're gonna publicize it, unfortunately. This will be bad. This will be very bad. <laughs> do you dance? Not unless I'm drinking. Do you do it? <laughs> <laughs> so, so she'll do it. But so the first class, she, they weren't down there kind of practicing. My daughters went, my, yeah. my 13-year-old daughter. And then... Yeah. Honestly, they're like, well, I mean, this is part of what mom does. Yeah. You know, and our 19-year-old is going to go with. Yeah. And as I told our sons, if I got to do it, you have to do mm-hmm. it. So now we're all going to go, and it's going to be horrible. But you know, it, it, but it, it's going to be funny at the same time. And it, it's, I think it's just involving your kids and what you do. I mean, yeah. that was a couple of years ago. My mom for Christmas wanted her four sons, me and my three brothers, to go to jazzercise. That's her thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, she want to involve us in her thing because mm-hmm. she feel guilty every time we would all come home. We only get together every couple of years, mm-hmm. and so we went down, mm-hmm. and it was bad. Mm-hmm. It was really bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, my two little brothers dressed up in my mom's eighty spandex got up on stage with uh-huh. the instructor. My older brother's in the back. He's a military doctor down in Fayetteville, and uh-huh. he's like, "Can we quit?" I go, "That is Mrs. Merchant. She is seventy years old. Yeah, until she dies, you're going to go on. You're going to keep, going. Yeah. keep going. And, you go and we both threw up. It was bad. But anyways, I mean, you can involve your family in the stuff yeah. you do, yeah. and that's." I want to be involved with my kids and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's amazing to me. My kids are like, well, I want to do this. I want to do that. Like, okay, do that, but be yeah. the best at it. You know, right. like my 13 year old son's like, I have a YouTube. Sure. You don't care. Nope. Mm-hmm. I know they communicate better than we do at this age. I mean, that's they're, they're communicating 24 seven. I go, you're going to do it, do what you want. I want to be a programmer. I want to be a game creator. Cool. Mm-hmm. And people are like, so taken back that, you know, I've got my MBA and I've got my, uh, master's in organic chem that I'm, uh, you know, advocating for doctors or lawyers. I'm like, no, find what you want to do. Mm-hmm. If you want to create video games, do it. Right. My one daughter wants to be a YouTube, 
uh, video makeup artist, and she's wickedly good at it. It's really kind of Wait, scary, there's a specific actually. subset it, 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 for it, it, yes. makeup artists just for YouTube. Yeah, people? no, no, they're they're making more people. Than oh, I see. They're millions. teaching. They're teaching they're how to do it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And this she's, is the same. yeah. Even our older yeah. people, she's wickedly yeah. good. I'm yeah. like, do it, videotape it, put it all yeah, yeah, on yeah. video, oh, yeah. and yeah. now you've documented how it works. And yeah. their one's going to be a lawyer. I'm like, that's a good idea. You have a mouth, and you right. argue about everything. You should go do right. that. I mean, it's just, and that's that's the funny thing to me. I don't care what it is, and I make them all get involved in the arts actually they mm-hmm. have to be for me it's a prerequisite i don't i don't care as much about i probably should but reading writing and arithmetic as mm-hmm. much as i do about you're going to be in choir you're going to try band you're going to do these things right. become well-rounded people i mean the arts is that, that to me is what is cut it's being cut it's being all cut the, and, all, I, yeah, and I, I hate it yeah and so they're all in choir they're all doing the thing yeah. and it's you know I, for me i grew up with music I loved it, you know, mm-hmm. and it was funny. Mm-hmm. I, I look back when I was a freshman in high school and they kind of made me make a choice. If you're going to be this much of an athlete, you got to quit doing band. And so I did. I listened to the coaches. I'm like, okay. So after my freshman year, I quit, quit band. Yeah. Um, and there was a certain amount of time. I get it, but I wish I hadn't. Yeah. I what, still, what, so you were like in the band, like the mar- like I was in marching band, band. I was in jazz band. I was in all that. What I did you play in jazz band? Uh, the alto saxophone. Yeah. Okay. I loved it. Yeah. I, actually, they'd have me play the berry sax, the alto sax. Well, the, the berry, because they have a sw- swing band in the berry sax. Oh, yeah. It was fantastic. That was big enough to carry it. Um, that was half the deal. Right, right, right. I was twice the size of anyone else because there was this football player and wrestler. And so I, I was 15 mm-hmm. pounds bigger. Like, you can carry this thing. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I can carry it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I still have my same alto saxophone I've had since I was eight years old. It's a 1920 Vito saxophone. Wow. So, and it's, wow. it's not pretty, but it plays. And, yeah. um, you know, it's, and uh, so my son, when he turned 11, and he's like, I want to play the saxophone. I'm like, sweetness. So when God, I'm like, I'm not going to make him play my old one because mm-hmm. it's hard. But, you know, that. And, and I, everybody I, plays guitar. Everybody plays guitar. I did that for the girls. I'm not going to lie to you. And <laughs> <laughs> so. Whatever um, motivates hey, you. Though. It worked like, at the time, but I loved it. And we did a lot of acoustic. Uh, I, I became a cartoonist to help me with my self, to improve my f- self-esteem. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. It was open mic nights, and my girls like you know that was uh, yeah. the late '90s, early 2000s, yeah. and that was that what was kind of the, music. Where you where were you? Playing? Uh, I on my my passions in the blues. I love the yeah. blues, but it was a lot of grunge rock at the time. Yep. It was uh, you know Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah. It was uh, um, I'm a huge. Uh, I mean, Evergreen, you name mm-hmm. the band. I, I was kind of, I liked everything. I, I went from listening to Tupac and Biggie Smalls to a lot of Eric Clapton, mm-hmm. Eric Clapton Blues, B.B. King. Yeah. My brother and I are definitely always marched to a different drum yeah. when it comes to music. And, you know, but it... Uh, or a different guitarist. Oh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so, I mean, it, you know, um, yeah. but that, that, that I think it's something that's lost is creativity. Mm-hmm. I don't want drones. <clears throat> I think school programs kids to be drones, to be worker bees. I don't want that for my kids. Right. I don't care as much about the grades. I care about the effort. Right. You know, I think that's the right way to look at it. So right. the, you have a very different perspective because you've lived, you've lived outside the U.S. You've lived yes. overseas and you travel a lot. Yes. I mean, how does that change your perspective on a lot of things going on, I guess, here? Especially that's, yeah, that's a great question. I think about that a lot. Yeah. 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 So when I uh, I was living in... Uh, so I, I grew up in, in, you know, like I said, in a small working class neighborhood. We never traveled. Our idea of a vacation um, was, uh, you know, a side little side jaunt from Omaha to Nebraska City in yeah. the afternoon or something. And then eventually I think we went to Kansas City a couple of times. But yeah. we never traveled. And this I, I, I was always fascinated um, with Europe, especially. Uh, but it never occurred to me that I could like ever go or even live abroad. And, uh, it was actually my sister, um, 
was still in high school and her Russian class was going to Russia in January. And so it was super cheap. Yeah. Because it's Russia in January. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I tagged along. I managed yeah. to, to tag along and it, 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 it literally changed my life. And, um, you know, Rick Steves, the travel guide, uh, he, he believes that, you know, travel can change, you know, change the world one trip at a time. And, I, and I'm a big believer in that as well. Uh, and, and so traveling and living abroad, especially so when I was living, I was living in Austria for a couple of years. And a lot of people don't know that who read my, my cartoons, but I was drawing for uh, the Omaha World Herald from the Alps in Innsbruck, Austria. And, and that's cool. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not a skier, but I, <laughs> uh, I appreciate the sport, but, yeah. uh, but, uh, living, living there, living in the, literally like in the Alps, a 20 minute walk from a trailhead. Uh, you know, it was, it was amazing. So here I am in the middle of the Alps drawing, I mean, I draw five cartoons a week, and uh, some of those are, most of them are national, international, but a fair portion are, are about Omaha politics or about Nebraska. Yeah. So the first thing I had to remind myself, as long as I don't draw the Alps behind the Woodman Tower, I'm, <laughs> I'm probably okay. But it did change, it changed my perspective in so many ways because, uh, you know, just getting, the, having been born and raised in Omaha and then suddenly at age 50 something now watching Omaha politics and Nebraska politics and U.S. politics yeah. from afar, and especially this is preceding the um, 2016 yeah. presidential election. So it, it, it gave me some distance, uh, sort of not necessarily through a European lens, but as an American living in Europe and what they find important and what they're talking about. And it, I, don't, I don't know, I can't really define how it shifted my perspective, but I, I started sensing that my drawings changed, the art changed a little bit, uh, improved. Uh, I think it, it helped me refine my sense of humor. I haven't fully, I think about this a lot, and I haven't fully figured out exactly how it shifted, but something shifted in me, in my perspective. Um, and I think maybe it gave me some clarity as an outsider, because I'm, again, I'm, I'm, I'm from Omaha, spent my whole life here, and suddenly I'm not in Omaha, and I'm able to think about issues that, that maybe people in Omaha think are are so important or things that they don't think are important at all. And, and well, now I'm looking at it as an kind of as an outsider who has yeah. an insider's perspective. So it just shifted my, in general, mm-hmm. just shifted my thinking about, about different issues. Um, and yeah, and I think traveling when you can experience other cultures and other people, it just, it, it just changes your, I mean, changes your DNA in a way, or just oh, yeah. your, you know, just how you perceive the world and, and how we are all, Connected, everything's everything is so connected, and, yeah. and with all due respect to a, a lot of people in this country who don't experience other cultures, it's they're living very small lives, and I don't say that with any criticism. It's kind of heartbreaking. Yeah, but they're living some really small lives, and there there literally is a whole world out there. What was it? I mean, my wife and I are actual honeymoon. We went on a mission trip through a church down in Mexico, Puerto mm. Penasco. And we built we built we built three houses in wow. four days, and it was uh, 
<clears throat> we decided like, you know, yeah, we, we, we travel. I love to travel. I have stores in six, now to be seven states. So I travel all the time for work anyways. Mm-hmm. And I like going to do conventions all over the United States. And it's fun. And I get to travel. I like to travel. Um, it's funny. The places everybody else likes, I'm not a huge fan of. So I, I don't like Vegas. <laughs> I no. think it's just good. Yeah. I like peace, serenity. I like right, to see right. beautiful sights. And Vegas is not that. It was cool. Don't get me wrong. But it's not. Yeah. But anyways. Because um, you're going, going, going. You're going. All I, the time. I, and I, you want to just I like. I want to chill. Be on a, I want to like what's your good be, like on a beach I or want a mountain a beach. You, I, silence. Actually, silence. you know what? In a mountain on a lake without cell phone reception, um, I have I average a thousand text messages by three p.m. on Mondays alone. I mean, I have that many employees, that many businesses. It's just it, it, right. that's why my phone's on silent time. I'll have a stroke. Swear to God. So I like that or, or a beach. I don't care. Some yeah. place where my my wife and I can just kick it and just right. you know just get lost. And you know, but we end up in Puerto Penasco and you see what really poor looks like. Mm-hmm. And it changes. It changes your perspective. Next year, we're taking all well, our our thirteen year old kids and our eleven year old uh, kid down there with us because mm-hmm. you know it's a simple thing. You live in a certain nice house in Omaha. I've given my kids a, as good life as I can, and I want them to see. We took our, our nineteen year old daughter; she was seventeen <clears throat> down with us, and or yeah. sixteen, and, and just changes your perspective yeah. on what's really important, like how small we all really are, comparatively yeah. what we could be doing. You know, I actually had a whole thing. It's funny you brought up the politics and thing like it your perspective. And if like for me as a business owner, entrepreneur, I did a whole video on this yesterday because this podcast has reached out to so many business owners and entrepreneurs and people trying to find their passion. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it's about. Mm-hmm. And, that's what, and I'm, I'm just proving the point that people from Omaha can do big things. Yeah, it's amazing. It's just, you see everything online. It's all East Coast, West Coast, Gary right. Vee, Tony Robbins. I'm like, right, no, right. no, no, we do big shit here. We just right. got to make the choice to go do it. And, and it's funny that, you know, we... The, watching the the impact that we could have, and this mm-hmm. from the politics is, I take a step backwards. I actually did a, a, this video yesterday live on my <coughs> keeping it real with Rex. This is my unscripted mm-hmm. iPhone holding like this mm-hmm. video thing that people seem to like for whatever reason. And um, and so we had six six or seven business owners like, hey, look at my business, look at what I'm doing, like what's my problem. And I go mm-hmm. to your personal page and I see 900 political posts. Mm-hmm. And you want to know why you're not growing your customer base. Well, in this country, we are so dug in one side or the other. There mm-hmm. is no nuances of each side. It's like right. you're right, I'm wrong, whatever, right. back and forth. Which and I'm so sick of. The people, I'm so sick of it. It's just negative and it's nasty and it's, it's connotation. It's just there's yeah. no more compromise. There's no education. Yeah. There's no sitting down right. on a beer and, just, and hashing it dude, out. This like, is my share of thoughts, This is totally you know? my thing. Like I, be, I, I don't want to interrupt you, but that's no, yeah. my, like we need the – uh, yeah, just uh, listen to each other more and agree, uh, just for the love of God, can we just agree to disagree? And when I get, when people yeah. criticize my, my work, cause I'm a centrist, I'm a passionate centrist and I poke fun at everybody, but I, hopefully I do that with a good heart and with humanity, but I hear from these extremists and I always reach back and I say, okay, that's fine. If we disagree, can we just have a dialogue about it in a civil way? And my thing is, at the end of the day, can even if we disagree, can we go have a cup of coffee or a beer? Exactly. And, and that's verbatim what I said yesterday. Yeah, that's yeah, my thing. That's, well, my, my thing is this. Like, as a business owner, I told him, I go, well, here's your problem. You've cut your customer base in half by thinking that your opinion needed to be heard on social media, which nothing I can't believe political it. will ever be cured on social media. You'll never get the same for anybody. You just piss people off. And then the copy and paste warriors on Google, I, I invented all these statistics five minutes ago. No, you didn't. No. And so I just don't. So as a business owner, I told him, I go, you don't get to do that. Right. you got to pull yourself back. Right. Because you're going to alienate half a customer base right. and then you want success. Right. And you can't impact people you're not around. 
Right. I'd learned that from a very young lesson. Like if you get super judgmental, you can't impact those people in a positive way because they're not going to be around you. Mm -hmm. And so the unfollow button on Facebook is my favorite button yeah. every four years. And well, every two really. And, uh, you know, just because I'm like, I don't yeah. want that. It's negative. And it's, it's right. funny. We sit down and like, and you say, okay. <clears throat> and people, especially politics, are like, well, it does this, that, and the other thing in the world. Okay. How's it impact you specifically? Mm -hmm. If you sit down and have a conversation with somebody over a beer, why don't you like this or why do you? Right. And find out how it actually affects somebody. And a lot of people really will sit down and go, holy shit, it really doesn't affect me either which way, shape, or form. But you have this team mentality that you, my team votes for this. <clears throat> I see it in sports where NFL, I know mm -hmm. I'll point out, like, you have a player who's really pivotal for getting to the playoffs, mm -hmm. but he just beat the hell out of somebody. Mm -hmm. But it's okay. He, it was a misunderstanding. We need him for next week's game. Mm -hmm. That's what politics is turning into. Mm -hmm. Make excuses because it's your team. Yep. And I think that's sad. Mm -hmm. I think it's sad. And, and I just, that, so as a business owner, I told him, like, stay off of it. Stay out of it. You're not going to get, get a, gain some perspective. Right. I look back, I'm like, and I can have a conversation. So my daughter went to work uh, for a guy I've been doing business with for nine years, my T-shirt guy. Mm -hmm. He's a great guy. And I know her political standpoint is because I have him on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And I talk, he talks about And she goes to work for him this last year, three or four days, and finally asks her, what's your dad's political affiliation? And it doesn't matter what it is. The point was he had to ask her. Mm -hmm. The fact that we have been friends for nine years, and I probably disagree with about 90% of the stuff he's for. Sure. But he doesn't know. Yeah. I don't feel the need to go out and say, hey, I'm right, you're right. wrong, because right. I don't think I'm right about right. everything. I think that's the whole we learn. And, and you're 100% right, though. What Civil discourse, yeah. what happened to it? Right. That? And when I tell people, uh, I'll say, okay, what did you do yesterday? Well, I went out to dinner, and I, how'd you get there? I drove in a car to get to dinner, and... Uh, and then you went to your home and you went to bed. Okay. Think about every single product that you used, every interaction with the waiter, with the chef, who built the roads, who built that car, who built your house, who built the refrigerator that's in your house. Do you know the political affiliations of all those people? No. And yet you, you are enjoying, so you are enjoying that dinner. You drove in that car, you drove down that road. You don't know what the, their political affiliations are. So, uh, again, like, are you going to cut all those people out of exactly. your lives? Because then, you, then what happens? Well, it's just it. And I said the same thing. I go, your dollar bill in your hand every day is your voting ballot. Right. You vote whether or not that person is doing something in exchange that you're okay with. That's yeah. where the real voting yeah. happens. And yeah. the simple fact is I've spoken in Washington several times. Mm -hmm. I got to work way back on a senatorial campaign back in South Dakota in 2004, which is the most money I ever spent. And honestly, it burned. I thought I wanted to go into politics. Maybe I will. I was going to ask you when you're. People where, ask. I yeah. actually, I, buddies of mine started a, a Facebook thing a couple of years ago. And thank God my lawyer is one of my friends. He goes, take that shit down right now. Mm -hmm. It's called the 2032 Rexius for President campaign. Mm -hmm. And they're they like, we're taking donations. Mm -hmm. But apparently, that's a very against the law. So um, <laughs> one of my companies is called 2032 Run LLC. And, and I've been asked by yeah. some politicians here, too. Yeah. And I, I'm not with my kids young my wife uh her dad run for lincoln mayor he was part of chamber of commerce mm -hmm. he's part of a few different organizations and she was in high school and it was horrible on her mm -hmm. and i won't do that to my kids yeah i don't i they i've already got to grow up they get one <laughs> chance to be kids and i'm yeah. not gonna take that away from them and eventually what i like to yeah and everybody said what what party i go why does it matter right I don't my personal opinion is anything other than president of the united states we shouldn't even have political affiliations period w because now you have to actually go research what they actually stand for. Right. Quit the team mentality BS. Right. And just and it's funny in business, like I have to I have to play both sides because right. I want what's best for my company, my right. employees, my family. And right. so I go to the meetings, I shake hands and, and, and it's just it's funny when you're in person mm -hmm. how much more cordial people will be versus behind the keyboard. 
And, and I think that's the, I know I think about that too. Like if you actually sit most of the time can actually just sit down with a person. Generally people seem pretty reasonable. So does something happen? Like who are these people like messaging me? Who are these people on Twitter that with the spewing their hate? I don't like if I met them in person, would they be like this to me? Exactly. I don't, I don't. And, and, and that's, and it's uh, so important because you know, when we are in business and you like people, you don't want them to get them skewed either which way because you want them to enjoy your art. Right. Enjoy it for the the people you work for. I'm just trying to be thoughtful. Like I'm not trying to like, I don't claim to have any special knowledge. I just want to like add in, I just want to jump into the conversation and maybe look at something. So maybe for more of a Buddhist point of view, like taking the middle path. And, you know, I love this idea that, um, this, the sign of intelligence, I can't remember this, how the saying goes, but is the ability to hold both sides of an argument, you know, equally and observe, observe both sides of it and appreciate and respect that there might, both sides might have a point. And so I just like try to look at it, you know, from a third point of view or a fourth point of view, a point of view that maybe no one has thought about or talked about. But I'm not trying to be, you know, divisive and, oh, yeah. you know, but people will read. St- I, I, they'll anyway, read it. They'll read into it. They'll read, read into it. Way, their own. Oh, I can't tell you how prejudice. many messages I get. So what, where do you stand on? Uh, right. I'm not. Listen, judge me on my character. Judge me on who you right. think I am, the businesses that I have, and I leave it at that. And that's so why I, I told those businesses, I'm like, you, you can't. Right. When you want to be an entrepreneur and you want to be affecting the most amount of people, you can't start picking sides and stuff. You just can't. It's, yeah. it's you know, I go, people will understand who I am by my character, by the way I conduct right. myself, by the life I live, the example that I am. I don't want to be somebody who's talk. I want to be somebody who's show. Right. You know, and it, it's funny, like. Chad and I can spread, you know, Chad, Chad and I, my camera guy, the mm-hmm. man, we've been friends since we were six Yeah, and we're probably very much on different sides of a lot of things. And if that happened on Facebook, it would get nasty. Yeah. It happens in person. It's totally fine. Yeah. Like, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah I mean, and just, Chad and I have had yeah, conversations I mean, oh yeah, about absolutely. different political things and maybe not quite agree on everything, but reasonable, <laughs> wonderful yeah. human interaction. Oh yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And, and that's what, and travel, you know, get the traveling thing too, you know, just finding you different, know, different, different perspectives. perspectives and, is huge. You know. and, it's, and I said to me else, like, if you want to be in business and somebody else like, I want to take this company national. I'm like, okay, cool. Where have you traveled lately? Well, I don't have any money to travel. Bull. Mm-hmm. So you stay in Omaha all the time, but you want to have this national company in business. I mean, listen, it is a $50 train ride to Denver. And it's about 45 bucks to Chicago. What train? I go, oh, I'm sorry. Listen, I was so broke. Train mm-hmm. was the only way I could travel sometimes. And I, in fact, sometimes I enjoy it because I can do it overnight. I can work. I hate planes. I take them and I obviously have to. Right. But, yeah, I just took a train to Denver the other week because the way my timing schedule worked out, it was 40 bucks. I'm like, you can find a way to travel. I know. I wish we had better. Tra- like My girlfriend and I were just talking about this the other day. Like It's too bad the Midwest isn't more connected by yes. more train service. Oh, yeah. Um, so it was, it was cool because I was meeting all these people who were traveling across the country doing it. I'm yeah. like, hey, when you only, there's only so many routes you can take. And right. I love it. I personally love right. it. I've done it a hundred like times. When I, when yeah. I, yeah, in Europe, it's great taking you the train. You probably have a lot more uh, travel that, access that way. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trains? Oh, yeah. 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 So, well, and that's, and it's, it's funny. Let me, so you draw for World Herald now. Do you draw for anybody else? Is it just for you? Do you have, like, what's, what, what's the aspirations? Like, what do you want to do? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, my stuff that I, um, that I'm drawing for the World Herald, uh, syndicated with Kegel, Kegel cartoons to about 800 papers around yeah. the world. Um, uh, which means I get hate mail from around the world. No, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, so I, I'm, you know, I've, I've written a memoir, I'm working on a graphic memoir and, and, uh, 
a novel, uh, got the band, uh, but I don't know, you know, like I, I'm going to start painting again, yeah. um, non-political stuff. You know, I'm just so tired of the, you know, as we've been talking the political stuff. So, yeah. uh, there's so many other things that I want to just touch on in my art. And, um, so I think maybe I'll be doing more painting soon. Yeah. Uh, that's good. Which is what I s- studied in, in college. Yeah. So well, that brings back a question. That's a question I get asked a lot. Actually, I'm going to ask you, like, especially for you, because you, you do have a very large audience. Mm-hmm. How do you deal, like, how do you deal with the negative feedback? Because that's something I get asked a lot. People just get paralyzed by negative feedback. Yeah. And, and now, it, you know, it, it's, it's nasty. It does, and it know. does. I will be, I, it does impact me. It really does. It really does. And I, I have not grown a thick skin and I do read it and I do almost always, I will re- reach back to the person if it's on Twitter or an email or whatever, Facebook, and I will try to engage them and I will say, Hey, can, you know, as I said earlier, can we at least have a civil discussion? Agree to disagree. Fine. But I want to just, I want to listen to what your concerns are. What are you upset about? And I'm not trying to change your mind. But here, this is just my perspective. And yeah. often uh, the person will respond with surprise, like someone in the media actually wrote back to me, wow. And they'll say, you know, generally I do like your work. That one really pissed me off. <laughs> but there are those people who are, they, they don't want the discussion. They just want to keep being angry and hateful. And so I don't, I won't engage with those people. But it does take a toll. And it, I don't like take it like personally, personally. But it makes me sad just kind of for the world, that yeah. this is the world we're in. And it, and, and, uh, it breaks my heart because I, I like meeting people. I like interacting with people. I like getting to know them. And it, I, I put myself out there. Like, I'm all about vulnerability. So, and I do that a lot, even though it, it takes its toll. And uh, I gave a TEDx talk about, about this. So I have Tourette's syndrome. And, and that's one of the things I feel really vulnerable about. Vulnerable about. There are other things, too. But, I, you know, I believe that we all have these vulnerabilities and these obstacles, and that those can be the things that kind of lead us to deeper creativity. But I put myself out there every day with a, with a new cartoon and with other work, and I'm a, I'm a shy introvert, and I put myself out there. I give talks. I play music. And you, when you open yourself up, you open yourself up to criticism. And the stuff that's really hurtful that I have a hard time with, the, stu- the stuff that is said about me, or written about me that isn't true. Yeah. And there's, I feel like there's no way to defend it. And, it, the, and the, if you try to defend it or engage it, it almost makes it worse. It, so makes you just it, it to, makes, almost makes it legitimate. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it's like, what has our world come to that all these people just can say whatever they want. And there's, you know, that's, that's the, that's the frustration for me and how to get around that, how to engage with people. And hey, well, especially when you're a public figure and you're in your business that right. you are a target. It is. It's. It's. Uh, I found. It, I've had it. Ex-wife's family go on franchisees' business pages and leave nasty one-star review comments. And there's nothing I can do, and I feel bad for them. And it is. And I just kind of let it go. So I'm kind of line. If I, I realize that person just wants to be straight nasty for the sake of being nasty, delete and block. And yeah, I love that energy what? there. You oh are expending on negativity. My God. I know. So it's going to come from a lot of different ways. Some of it's competition. Sometimes it's whatever. I let those go. If it's somebody who like genuinely is unhappy, I reach out. I told people like, I go, it's a lot of work. Well, I'm busy. I'm like, <laughs> mm. I have six kids and 27 social media accounts. Trust me, I'm busy. But I reach How out. How many like, social media accounts? 27 between mm. all the business 
pages. You don't have enough. Instagram. I think you should add a oh, few good more. Oh, gosh, shoot me. I hate it. And I, don't even, I honestly probably wouldn't even have much for social media if I had the businesses. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I know. It's a love hit. I, I have a love I, hate with I, it. I reach out and I'm yeah. like, what? It was a Facebook thing. They're just, they got a bad review. I'm like, what can I do to make it right? Right. And then they're like, people were like, you take them back. Like, who's this? Like, this is the president and CEO. They go, mm-hmm. are you serious? Yeah. My name is on the door. There's mm-hmm. a reason why I did that. Right. It's because I want to show like it's important to me. Taking responsibility. Like, take responsibility. Take responsibility for stuff that isn't even. 90% your of the time, fault. it is not I know, my fault. I know. And, but, I, and it cost me money to do it. I am a pride, but I, it is what it is. I, yeah. To, dude, I totally know. Like, I will say, when I was living in Innsbruck, it was nothing short of a miracle having, uh, there was a seven hour time difference, first of all. So I'd still get up at six, seven in the morning. It's still midnight here. No one bothered me. No one was calling me, asking me for a favor. No one was coming uh, uh, to my desk saying, hey, can you can you just whip out a quick birthday card for my cousin? You know, yeah. all that stuff takes time. So that, that was a miracle, like just having that time difference. Uh, and and since moving back a few years ago, I feel like I've I still can't capture back that those hours. <laughs> but the other thing was the anonymity and I, my German wasn't very good and, uh, and I would, no one knew me and it was kind of amazing. Uh, but I also f- felt like I, I, I was sort of disengaged a little bit, yeah. you know? And so coming back and b- being able to be at a coffee shop and running to someone I know or overhearing a conversation that someone is having and maybe using that in, into a cartoon. Um, so yeah, got off topic there maybe. But, well, no, um, you're good, but it, but it is, but you're, you're, I mean, getting a little distance from things is good. Yeah. Not too much to be disengaged either. I think that's where travel comes in play. Right. You know, the negativity, like my son, he's got his YouTube channel and I got, he goes, you have a name, give a thumbs down. I and mean, we just started the YouTube. This can't be two weeks old. It's kind of basically, I consider the archive library of all the things I'm doing that I just went focus. I'm mostly on the direct social media accounts. Right. I do much YouTube and, and he goes, how do you take that? Cause my son just looks devastated for me cause he's right. a big YouTuber. Right. And I said, Oh, simple. It's either A, somebody who used to work for me who's not happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a competitor that maybe is not doing as well as I am. Yeah. Or somebody who just genuinely doesn't like me, and that's fine. I can't, yeah. I can't do it. Who well, would I like you? I don't, who I, would I, like I, me? I, 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 I don't get it. And like, I, like, if I did something wrong, somebody tell me. I right. don't want that kind I've of... Screwed, I believe yeah. in karma. I don't call yeah. whatever you want. I believe putting out kindness and being kind to people yep. is going to... That's yep. just a good yep. rule to live life by. So if I've done somebody wrong, by all means, right. um, other than my ex-wife. And, uh, you know, I can't do anything that shit but you know I, I know what it is it's it's that and I go you just can't let it focus it means you're if you took the time to give me an extra view on YouTube which eventually might make me money and right. thumbs down thank you right. for the donation I appreciate right. it leave it go and, and it's just like YouTube's the worst because there's no you can't tell who did it at least on Facebook so it's an angry face I can actually go look and see who it is right and it's it, there are a lot of anonymous people though on Twitter and there they, are there's, I've had it with Google reviews like, on my gym some guy that, take, I have my name is on my cartoon. Like, if you don't like what I've drawn, that's fine. But at least, yeah, at least tell me who you are. Well, I was in the gym. We had a guy that we, and I know who it is, but he went and gave us a nasty review on Google. Yeah. It made up a fake name. So my wife and I How obviously. has the energy? And I said, I said like, listen, I know, your own. one thing is in our gym, I have a database of everyone who's ever been in there because they have to sign a waiver. I go, well, because I've never had anybody by this name ever in any of our gyms mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. I find this highly suspect. I knew who it is. But, you know, and, yeah. you, and, you, and you got to ask to leave, Yeah, you know, but I'm like, you at least say what it is. I'm like, I, I just want kids like if you're not willing to say it to somebody's face, don't say it. Right. Yeah, yeah, so how do we, sh- okay, so karma. how do we, sh- so I think about this. So how do we shift that in our culture? Is it in education? Is it in the family? Is it just in the culture? This idea, like all that energy that people expend on negativity towards others 
Is it is it self hatred? Is it the way they're brought up? How do how does how do we shift that? I think we're seeing a shift right now. And Chad and I discussed this this morning. Actually, I think social media has. Um, magnify the negativity yeah. and I think it will also be the cure a simple fact is yes people are negative in general uh, but in the end of the day people are attracted to positivity why mm-hmm. do people always want to be around the champion why do they always want to be around the guy who's the top dog or the guy right. who's the top dog because people are attracted to positivity and winning and yes negativity is easy because everyone seems to think the social media that everybody wants to hear their opinion they don't they, they don't everybody wants to be negative on that and I think right. I think eventually positivity wins yeah. that's the reason why I'm doing this honestly I'm doing this free I'm not monetizing my audience I'm doing this for free because people keep asking advice right. and I keep it 100% as positive right. as humanly possible I think it's positivity it's how we do it with our kids because mm-hmm. We got to think, we all came into this societal thing mm-hmm. post 2009-11, right. 2004, 2010, Facebook, and everything starts getting bigger and bigger and bigger. We're in the, we're in the infancy stages. We're about to get into that, that middle of the ground road. I think it's very easy when people just go negative. They like mm-hmm. the attention. It is what it is. I think it's going to be flooded with more positivity. My kids are growing up with this. Right. And they Good. understand the damage that negativity can have because they're dealing with 24-7 bullying at school, and they yeah. understand they don't want anything to do with that yeah. shit. So I think as they get into the 20-somethings, they mm-hmm. became the, the next generation that mm-hmm. fixes itself because they don't want the negativity. They can't. Right. They're, they're, they're mortified by it. They hate seeing it. They want nothing to do with it. We took this on in our 20s, 30s, and 40s. Mm-hmm. They're taking this on from five years on right. and up. And so they're going to fix it for themselves because right. they don't want it. Right. We took it as a chance for us to have a loudspeaker for the first time. Mm-hmm. And so people seem to think if they put everything in all caps and they scream it louder right. that their their opinion matters yeah. more. Yeah. And I think the youth generation is better at communicating than we are because yeah. they're doing it on a 24-hour cycle that as long as we're raising good people with right. good values that, that those will win in the end. And yeah. that's, that's maybe maybe it's a maybe it's a dream, maybe it's just a hope. I don't know, that's, that's mine too that's and that's uh, my yeah, I think it might be naive, but I I sense that. Uh, I don't yeah, I don't know what you do about the people who are already so ingrained in their negativity and maybe they won't change, but I hope that the, the, their voices will be drowned out by most kindness of them. Well, if, if you really, if you really look at it from an analytical point of view, yeah. uh, as far as business entrepreneurship and how we use these forms to communicate, yeah. um, most of the negative people are in short form. Mm-hmm. They're on Facebook, mm-hmm. Facebook a lot, Instagram and Twitter, very right. short form. Right. Long form is YouTube. If right. you look at, and I study kids, I want to know what my next generation of customers is doing. So I'm always looking 20 steps ahead. Yeah. They're on YouTube. Yeah. They're not on Twitter. Yeah. They're not because they don't like the negativity. Right. Um, most, I know that's the most my least nine, favorite. My, my 16 to 20 year old yeah. employees aren't on Facebook because they don't like the negativity. Yeah. Instagram, mostly positive. Well, that's, and, that's, and so they're yeah. on Insta and yeah. they're Insta on YouTube. Is, yep. And so they're already fixing it for us. Yeah. Um, and if you really watch it that, you know, I'm asking my employees, like, why aren't you sharing my Facebook? And I, I had to go to a meeting in Norfolk last week, my hometown. And mm-hmm. they're all under 23. And they go, we don't have Facebooks. Oh, yeah. Cool. What do you guys do? We do YouTube yeah. and we do Instagram. Yeah. Like about Twitter. No, that's died off. That's the generation ahead of them. Yeah. And it's, it's only your short form is where a lot of your negativity is. It's quick. It's ugly. It's nasty. Yep. It's boom. Five, 10 years is dead. Yeah. Twitter is already dropping. Even just look at, I mean, me being, you know, I'm in business. Right. You know, Snapchat and Twitter. Just right. Boom. Right. Stock prices have gone down because they have right. no value anymore. Um, and I actually, I enjoy out of all the social media. Yeah. Least favorite is Twitter by yeah, far, but I yeah. enjoy Instagram. I do. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I, I thank my, my son, uh, who's an entrepreneur, uh, who kicked my butt. It's a dad. You as an artist, you need to be on Instagram. I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, I don't have time or energy for another one. <laughs> but he's helped me understand yeah. that like 
So I'm, I'm, I'm like telling stories mm-hmm. that aren't political. I may, I may use a cartoon that I've drawn as a jumping off point, but to talk, to go deeper, talk about the creative process or what I was yeah. dealing with at the time or whatever, but hopefully telling positive stories. And it's, that gives me joy. It's therapeutic. <laughs> it, it's it therapeutic. Yeah. yeah. Me putting on videos and just and for whatever I'm, even just not even about my nutrition or my gym, just about business and here's what I'm doing. Yeah. Here's, you know, my wife and I laugh because we put pictures of what we're doing just with our lives. Right. People are involved. And we, you know, we've stored all the place. People kind of follow the family. And right. like there are hashtag goals. I'm like, I go, honey, we're somebody's goal. <laughs> when did that happen? You know, like, you know, I'm going to see our credit card bills. So it won't be your goal. Um, you know, and yeah. it's, uh, it, but it, it's funny to me because it's just, you know, people ask, like, I want some advice. I'm like, cool. Or like, well, who's this? Like, mm-hmm. like oh, you messaged. And it's kind of great. I can't get to all of them. But right. you know, people asking for help. I get these 20 something kids. Like, what do I do next? I'm right. like, what do you want to do? Right. Like, well, my parents said I have to do this. It's not your parents' life. Right. It's just fun to me. I get so much joy right. out of helping people in me, a positive way. Yep. And it's in a, like, that's where, so like I said, I, the, my, it's a hope, maybe it's an aspiration, but I think that the yeah. problem faces itself in the next 10 years, yeah. which is desperately needed. Yep. I think we've all had enough of the negativity the I, last 10 days. Yeah, and the years. pendulum swing, I mean, yeah. you know, throughout history, whatever, whatever the movement is, there's a pendulum. And it swings back and forth, and yeah. Well, so, so that was listening to Warren Buffett, and I, all, I think Omaha, and he had a he had a speech. He was he's had four was it fourteen presidents since he's mm-hmm. been around. Mm-hmm. Seven Republican, mm-hmm. seven Democrat, mm-hmm. and he says he goes, it doesn't really make a difference. Mm-hmm. And so I somebody else like, well, to this person, I go, no, there's nobody staying in your way. Right, there are rules. You have to jump around. Right, there always will be. Right, there's nothing's a paved right. road to success. I and sometimes those rules, those obstacles, can actually help you in a way. It, it reaffirms what you believe. You reaffirm yeah. or cause you to think about the world and new solutions. Yes, a different like idea. like you were talking about earlier, like the person who doesn't have money to travel. Well. Figure it out. Oh yeah! Like the, the you know, the, the I mean, getting you, there is, is half the fun. So my buddies right. and I were broke in college, and we wanted to take a field, you know, we'll call a field trip, a spring break down right. to Tennessee to see his dad. Finding somebody who had a car, mm-hmm. we got more than thirty miles a gallon that wouldn't fall apart because mine was held together with duct tape. Mm-hmm. I don't remember getting to Tennessee, but I remember the sixteen-hour drive. I told him like, oh, half of it's in, in it's not and just the detail the you just mentioned yeah. the duct tape, you know, yeah, like that's, that's that that's the details of where life is. It's not. It is it's it's not the experiences, in, and I think I, I do. It does seem like more and more people are understanding that concept of, you know, it's more about the experiences than having the things. Yeah. And I love that though. Yeah. It is. It, it's, oh yeah. It's, I think honestly, we're talking about the Instagram and that stuff. That's where maybe it's the girls obsessed with the aesthetic selfie for crying out loud, but mm-hmm. it is They're like, oh, that looks cool. I mean, it is. It's not the car. It, it's right. like the entrepreneurs like quit buying the stuff. Right. It locks you down. It makes you stay in that job to make the payments. Don't buy the stuff. Take the, take the trips. And yep. You know that's where it's at. Yep. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I yeah, really appreciate it. It's it's. I love the positivity. I love the arts. I love the travel. I think it's it's awesome. Um, I love your art. I want. I've looked at it. I've seen it. I've listened Thanks. to your other podcast. Thanks. Um, and I think you you bring in awesome perspectives. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate right. it. Appreciate Thanks. It, you bet. Yep. One of the most popular weight loss systems we have ever sold in our 10 years in business is the Thermobar weight loss system. People ask why. I believe that our industry is there to help supplement the areas of your life you need help with. The Thermobar weight loss system targets so many different areas. It covers all of its bases from boosting your metabolism to targeted fat loss around the areas where we all know we want to lose it, detoxification to make sure that we stay consistent with our weight loss. Because I don't know about you, but if the scale doesn't drop, I find it pretty easy to fall off the wagon. The Thermal Weight Loss System is there to help you reach your goals consistently and effectively.